free our minds from the programming that turns infinite consciousness having an experience into a four-legged animal from which we get wool that have lost the ability to decide perception and reality for themselves and have to have it decided for them. Without that, the few couldn't control the many. With it, it's a piece of cake. When we open our mind, or go beyond that even, then we start to see reality in a different way. This is a wonderful quote. You were born an original, don't die a copy. So many people do that. They go through their lives thinking the norm in society is the only possible perception of reality. And because the majority appear to believe it, therefore by definition it must be true. Truth does not change because it is or is not believed by the majority of the people. As Gandhi said, even if you are in a minority of one, the truth is still the truth. Welcome to Desire to Inspire podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. So I'm back with another episode of the podcast. Number This is number 80, by the way. So I've done a lot of episodes and um, yeah, I just want to keep putting them out. So, so far, um, I've been working on my sports and mentoring programs in West London, um, in the boroughs of Ealing, Hillingdon, Hounslow, Fulham and Brent. Um, and we do sports, boxing, basketball and football uh, for teenagers 12 to 15. And yeah, term time only, after school clubs on Saturdays for now. But the summer holidays is coming up. Um, that's going to be from the 24th of July to the 1st of September. We are looking for mentors to run our programs with us as we expand. Uh, we have a three-stage vetting process with in-house training. Um, all you need is to be 18 25 with a DBS and update service. And we have community and school-based mentors. Um, you will get a trial day uh, with travel expenses and lunch provided. So the next dates of a recruitment is the 20th of July to the 20th of October. And if you want to quickly go online yourself, you can go on ucheck.co.uk and get an enhanced DBS check yourself. Um, you know, I've got a lot of stuff going on, but the youth work is a passion for me. Obviously, I want to pass down stuff to the next generation. And it's not obviously, it's not always about passing assets. It's about passing knowledge of wealth as well and the stuff you've been through. So, you know, you've lived... You know, however many years you are, you can pass it down to a person who hasn't reached your age yet. So that's why we focus on the mentoring. Um, I'm also doing a documentary called Behavior, Attitude and Mindset. So we're trying to get some more, now we've got um, summer holidays coming up, some more availability to do some more um, interviews, more teachers and stuff. So yeah, whenever we get some availability, we'll start recording. And my book, um, I think I spoke about his last episode, I found a creative way to get my audio notes and transcript them. So I use an AI software called Strint. And it basically helps me get my ideas out quickly and get them captured and put them into words. So I've been using that for the last couple of days as well, getting out my ideas, and it's much more easier for the creative process to come out. So I've just been working on that really um, and trying my best to build a, a business with a system. And I've been really focused on data and analytics and, um, you know, how, you know, we're going to be able to use uh, digital information to track customer behavior. That's basically what it is. And that's what Google Analytics and Amazon, all of these things they use. Voice is number one now because people, you know, talk all the time. So they're using voice to understand human behavior on a certain level. 
Um, so I've been really rereading um, a book called Big Data uh, by Brian Ma, and there's a one called Big Data in Practice, and it basically um, talks about in a, for a couple of the chapters about um, you know again using data analytics in business to better serve your customers, better understand your customers, and you know have a better service basically. So. Yeah, I'm just here with another episode, and I've got a guest with me today, a really good friend of mine. Actually, you can introduce yourself, actually. That would be nice. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. I'm Max. That's basically it, man. Okay, straight <laughs> like that. Yeah. No tags, no names, no nothing. Nah, man. Just I like that. Just I like that. You just want to keep nice, it simple. Nice simple, simple yeah, as that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a ghost at the moment, so. Okay, so fair yeah, enough, fair enough. This is something I ask everybody. Where are you want to be, or where do you think you're going to be in five years' time? How old do you know? Right now I'm 26. So, so you're gonna be just under 30. What you're gonna be 29, 30. So 31, basically in five Th- years time. Okay, wow. Yeah, wow. 30, 31. What are you thinking? Are you thinking that far ahead, or are you just like? Uh, yeah. So financial freedom. Yeah, I've I've got oh. my number. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. I, f- I feel like everyone should have a number. I've already said that to you before. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel yeah. like everyone should have a number. Um, so I've got my number, and it's just working towards that number. Doesn't mean once you get to that number, you completely stop. Mm. It just means that you know exactly what enough is and anything else is just extra really and truly yeah 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 no worries so can you explain to people like what you do and yeah what you're trying to work towards so basically trade stocks right now i'm trading futures i just moved to futures so yeah but trade stocks um i just like learning in general as well uh understanding the world the way the world works Mm. um I'll say like I'm more of a, a generalist, so I know like a lot about every not a lot, a little about a lot. Yeah. And then I've had to like drill down on okay, like what what can actually get me to that number, rather than just saying I have a number. What can actually get me to that number? What's sort of the quickest way? And because I like learning, and because I've learned, um, I did psychology in uni, so oh, that was something I was really interested in before I even got into like finance. I sort of understood. All right, cool. Imagine like you have no limits. I don't know if you believe in God or not, but like imagine God was like, you know what? For the rest of your life, like you have absolutely no limits. Anything you want to do, you can achieve, and anything you want to learn, any skill you want to master, you can do it. Like, mm. what would you do? Like, what would you master? So then I thought about that for a while. I was like, cool. Let me get into like something, something that I feel like would get me to financial freedom. Why is that important quickly. to you to like get to financial freedom? Why is that important? Freedom in general. I feel like... So money gives you the freedom. And what, yeah, and not, what, and what freedom are you looking for specifically? So so, so there's different types of freedom well, from my perspective. And like, everything I say is basically from my perspective. I don't like having like a dogma saying this is the way things course, are. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So I have to like prerequisite that a lot of the time. So from my perspective, I feel like there's three types of freedom. There's time freedom. Mm-hmm. That's freedom where you choose your own schedule. There's location freedom. That's freedom where you choose where you want to live. Mm-hmm. And there's financial freedom. What financial freedom is, from my perspective, is passive income, taking care of cost of living. That's what financial yeah. freedom is. Yeah. So even though you're making a mill, if you've not if you've got no passive income coming in, you're not financially free, from my perspective. Hundred yeah, percent. So, I feel like the cost of living, especially when you're in a society and you're brought up like this, you have two choices from my perspective you have two choices either stay in the society and play the game in the society or leave the society completely and be self-sufficient so go out 
no like no internet get a farm grow your own food get your own water get your own electricity then you're mm. set you don't need to work yeah because why we all work is resources in it yeah, yeah we yeah, work yeah, for yeah. food yeah. to pay our bills this is it that's pretty much why we work in and all the other stuff is just consumerism. That's just the extra stuff. I'm not saying that it's bad or whatever it is good. None of that. I'm just saying that's what, from my perspective, that's what I'm seeing in it. So it's like financial freedom is okay. Now I don't have. Yeah. You have the choice. Work, yeah. Yeah. In order to survive. I don't have to work in order to pay my bills. And that's food. what the rat race is, right? You're just paying, you know, work, spending money, work, spending money. Yeah. You're using that cycle forever. So it's yeah. like kind of breaking that. Cycle of just earning and spending, basically. Literally, man. And, um, Literally. When when did this start? Because obviously, I want to take back, like, because obviously, I worked with the youth and stuff. So, like, yeah. ten, 10 years ago, oh. it was like 14. Bam. So, like, in school days, Bam. like, year nine, 10, was you like going to go college, uni, yeah. you know, get married, so, have a kid? Like, what was your, did you have a plan? Because I didn't have a plan at 14. I wanted to be road at 14. Fuck, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, it was mad. It was mad. So, basically, just going to do a little backstory. Um, what is it? So, I was born in Ghana. I came here like around seven. Um, so my parents, my mom, my dad, me and my brother, that's just it basically, we came here. Um, so they basically, obviously African household, um, you're Caribbean in it, so. Half, half, yeah. Half, half, yeah. So African household is basically go to school, get a good job. That's the sort of route. They weren't your really, parents, what did they do for work? So my dad in Ghana, he was a teacher and then he worked in um, t- the telecom industry. Okay. And then my mum was a nurse, so she was always she always been a nurse. So that's how we came here, innit? The UK wanted um nurses for the NHS, obviously. They're still struggling with it after how many years now, but she came here and then obviously once you come here you get like a visa and that and then you can bring your whole family here. Okay. So, so she here before here. you guys. Yeah, so she came first and then my dad and then my brother and I. So okay. my dad was doing like when he came here, he was doing mad jobs in it. But like it was there was one thing that I did rate him for um, was reading. Obviously, the way he did it, it wasn't the right way because a lot of the time parents would say, do as I say, not do as I do, which is obviously hard. Like, your kid will look at you and think, like, it's called like cognitive dissonance, and it's like you're saying one thing but then doing another. You might not know that it's fucking you up, but it's fucking you up because you're like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. why am I doing this if you're not doing it? You're not doing if, it. If it's so good, if it's such a good idea, why yeah. are you not doing it? Not doing <laughs> do you know what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, he never used to read. I never saw him read, but he he got a bookshelf. He put books on there. Okay. And he used to force us to read in it. Like every single day, you have to read force an hour. To yeah, read. force. Like I didn't wow. want to read in it. Like I was more like outgoing and extrovert when I was younger. Okay. But he's I got in trouble a lot. Okay. So back we like ten years ago, and it's like yeah, now nah, all I thought was thinking about was girls in it. Yeah, yeah. So girls and then football. That was pretty much it. Mm, mm. Secondary school. So I used to get in trouble a lot. But then my brother, he was more like introvert and more like focused on like books and education and school. So then okay. they already knew they were like, all right, cool. If if someone from our family is going to like save us or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. then it will be like my brother, he's going to do, he's my older brother, three years older than me. He's going to like, cool, he was really smart. They were saying I was smart, but I just never really, like school, the way the whole structure was didn't really interest me. I was, I was really going to ask you like, what was school like for you? Did you pass the GCSEs? Yeah, Did yeah, you yeah. Take it seriously? Towards the end, yeah, towards the end, like I got um I did really well. Like I got like two A stars. Um some, like how many A's, one B and one C. So I did well, but I realized like with with GCSE, 
it's not how smart you are. I don't. I personally don't think it's how good you are at taking tests. There we go. No, you're right. I believe in that as well. Yeah. I so it's like you're not you're not really learning the information to learn the information. You're just learning the information to pass the test. Literally. And then you do like loads of practice tests. Like that was like one mock, thing. Mock, mock tests. Yeah. Mm. And um, that was like the main thing that I before I I used to flop. I never used to do practice tests. I used okay. to memorize or try to learn whatever it is. And then the first time I'm seeing I'm seeing a test paper, mm. or like the second time I'm seeing a test paper, that's when it's an actual test. Mm. So they give you like one practice test in lesson and then one outside of lesson. Mm. But then what the other kids were doing that were actually not even working as hard, they were just doing loads of like practice tests. So they used to go online and you can get like practice tests from years back and they just do that. Oh, okay, it's not updated. Nah, well, it, they, they sort of asked you, and this was years ago and it's like, bro, I don't even know how long ago this was. Yeah, it's like 10 years ago or something like that. So I don't know if it's changed now, but they sort of asked you the same questions like in a different format so like yeah, yeah yeah you sort of know what to expect but then they just throw in different questions so if you just do the practice test you can basically i'll say probably get a c and yeah. then the b and the a is probably like your mentality on the day in it yeah, then like yeah. how how well you slept or whatever it is and i always feel like because i worked in schools as well like you have an english kid or a maths kid or you can be both what, yeah. what, what was your strong points i'll say my strong point was english but i feel like that's obviously like a limiting belief that was taught to me okay. in it so yeah. i don't really a lot, a lot of the stuff that we learn when we're kids is, is limiting beliefs in it. Mm. But you need to sort of have beliefs. All, all beliefs are limiting beliefs. Yeah, That's yeah. from my perspective. So all, all beliefs are limiting beliefs, but you need to have beliefs in order to function in the world. There we go. Like you can't, you, you need to believe something's bad so you don't do it even though it might not be bad. Or you need to believe something's good so you do do it even though it might not be good. Like, And where were you in faith? Like, did you grow up Christian? Did yeah, you grow so up Catholic. Like, yeah, went, went to a Catholic. Up, um, like Catholic school? Catholic secondary school and a Catholic secondary, um, Catholic primary school, Catholic secondary school. So was school. your parents heavy into faith? Was you into um, it you, as you got older or was you just on your own oh, thing? really, you know, that they were very relaxed about a lot of things. The only thing that they were like very pressured about was education and reading. Like, you need to like get good education, get good grades. So they even came to a point where they stopped me from going out and then that sort of switched away that I sort of saw myself and because I, I was very extroverted so when I mm. when they didn't allow me to go parties and that I became yeah. more like introvert but it was good though it helped me at, cool. a, at that moment in time I didn't understand but when I got older and then now I'm comfortable myself like I, sp- I can spend a whole week by myself without feeling any way about it yeah, same same yeah yeah that's that's real key as well I but, can do both in it like yeah. I can be extrovert I can yeah. go out partying for a whole week chameleon yeah and then I can also spend a whole week by myself yeah. and still like none of it really affects me It'll too affect much your mood. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. No, I like that still. So basically, like you said you were bad, yeah? Was it like just in school? Or was you like no, respectful d- to your parents and stuff? Yeah, respectful to my parents, but just in school, innit? Like not not bad as in I was disrespectful to teachers and that. It's just I used to get in trouble for doing like dumb things. So like a lot of the... So like when you come to this country and you grew up in another country, you sort of got to adapt to... Um, like the culture, so the culture in yeah. Africa is much different. Like it's much. So more you went like, to school for a little bit in, in yeah, Ghana. yeah, in Ghana, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I came here, obviously it's, I was still adapting, but I came here like in primary school. In primary school, you can't really like do anything bad unless like you start punching up kids and that. Anything goes in primary school, like unless you do that, then anything goes. Like we used to play like kiss chase, yeah. slap like. Anyway, but not. <laughs> but bro, primary school was like yeah, anything yeah, goes yeah. in it. But when it came to secondary school. There was a lot of things like I, I never knew what a wolf whistle was. Okay, serious. in Ghana because in Ghana yeah, that's yeah, yeah. You, you, no one. 
it's that's not part of the, like mm. that's not just part of the culture. So I wolf whistled at, at a teacher and there was like two teachers that, that were dating. And then we we saw them together and I wolf whistled and I got in trouble for that. But then from my perspective, it's like if I knew that, oh, you're not supposed to wolf whistle. I didn't know what a wolf whistle was. I didn't even know that's what it was called. But I just did it because obviously I saw it on a TV show and made my friends laugh. And then I got in trouble for that. So there was those little things where I wasn't really like, obviously young people don't really think about consequences. They don't really think ahead. So I wasn't really thinking about consequences or thinking ahead. And obviously the, the, the subculture of being in school is the smart kids are the geeks and the dumb kids that mess around are, are the cool kids so that, that was a subculture and then that's obviously once you're in school in a black black in it like black area black neighborhood that's what you're gonna you're gonna want to be cool like the cool kids maybe you might not do want to do it consciously but subconsciously yeah, no, of course you want to so do would that you say it? as a kid like he's a leader or a follower Oh, someone's be, asked be, me this be, question. Be, be honest, bro, because that's something that someone's when, asked this me this takes me back to before. when I worked in um primary school. I worked in a year six school in Feltham, and they needed a behaviour mentor to work for a year. This is just before COVID. Yeah, and they were acting up, man. They had they were doing all sorts. I couldn't believe the language, like for a 10, 11 year old, they were saying and how rude yeah. they were. I couldn't believe it at ten, eleven years old. And I was there between three or six classes and I had to like intervene and talk to them. And it was, yeah. it was, it's when it was tough. But one of the things that I said to them is like, you know, they said, oh, Mr. Buck, like say something to the kids before they go to secondary school. Yeah. Is that there's two things you need to know, right? Before you become a teenager. Are you a leader? Are you a follower? And you need to be honest. Mm. And someone said, you know what, sir? I'm actually a follower. Like I like to follow people. And some people didn't know what they was. And some people said they were leaders. So yeah, what what do you think like you was and what do you think I know what you are now, but what do you yeah. think you was when you was a kid? I would say at one phase I was a follower a follower and then after that I got after I felt pain with that I switched to being a leader. What pain was it? In terms of I got into trouble. So then it was basically like the three of us in our four minute. Like okay. we were like the class clowns and then because I was following them mm we all got into trouble because obviously when like some girl snitched but then because we're always together they said oh yeah like um this guy and, and, and his gang so then when they said this guy and his gang they already know that okay max yeah. is going to be in a gang and this yeah. guy's going to be in a gang yeah. so once i got in trouble for that they split us up so they all put us in different forms so basically i lost from that, that from that yeah 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 that's what i was so so I basically not lost my best friend because I'm still going to see them about, innit? Yeah, but, but not as much. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. So then from then, I sort of had to obviously make new friends. And then that's when I feel like I became more of a leader because mm. I sort of had to like chat to different people. So then I feel like that's yeah. why in secondary, like I could speak to anyone. Yeah, Like yeah. I, I was, you, I was never with like, obviously I was with like a clique of people in it, but then I would still speak to everyone because mm. That was that lesson that taught me, oh yeah, like you ain't got your boys no more. They always split you up. You're just in the form by yourself. <laughs> like you gotta make new friends, yeah, but you're not yeah, make new friends, yeah, but yeah, you gotta chat to new people that you weren't chatting to, to before. So I feel like that's when I became yeah. became a a leader. Now you never know what people are gonna do and their intentions. And I never forget like um when this kid in the school, like he was walking with his like friends, and then one of them decided like kick a classroom door open and it hit the teacher in the face and they all ran off. Yeah. And then I asked one of them, like, why why did you like like why was you there? And he's like, Sir, I didn't I didn't know what he was gonna do. So yeah. that's what you need to be be aware of, like who you're around. And I was gonna um talk about this later, but I'm gonna talk about this now, about energy about drainers and, and, and radiators. Have you heard of that? 
Drainers and radiators, yeah. Yeah, someone said that to me the other day, and I didn't know what it was. I thought they were talking about actual drains. Like, what, the <laughs> what are they talking about? I'm, not, I'm a radiator, I'm a hot or something. Like, I didn't get it. But yeah. it was like radiators, people like, like any give energy and give time and make people feel good. And yeah. and then drainers are just the complete opposite. They make people feel it's bad, like, they're moody, yeah. they're negative, they're always complaining. Energy and everybody is either one or two. I genuinely believe that. Like, since so. he started saying that to me, okay. I believe that who are the energies in my life and who are the drainer sorry and who were the radiators okay you're definitely a radiator because you you give me information you give me knowledge you give me wealth and hopefully i'll do that for you yeah and our relationship is based on giving each other value value yeah 100%, and then like 100%. different areas like i'm on a we're on the same path but different directions yeah so yeah again our perspectives are different but they're kind of the same and i can respect that and understand that and listen to yeah. it and take note on certain things yeah so like you're you're definitely the average of the five people you talk to the most i believe in that that's like a line that jim Rohn said like years ago yeah. and it's something that you know you're the company you keep mm. so if you like as you get older i feel like when i was younger it was like by default you hang around certain people and yeah. as you get older you can filter them out and say, look, even if I got five friends, they're five influential friends that can actually like propel my life. Yeah. Because Ryan Leslie has a quote and I genuinely believe this. He's like, you're never going to meet someone that goes, rah, where do you want to be in five years? And it goes, I don't know. Oh, I want to be right. They're never going to say, rah, I'm going to be right where I am. Yeah. They're always moving forward. Yeah. So how do we know where, you know, what opportunities we're going to give each other in five, 10 years time because of the relationship that we had today or yeah. last year? So relationships yeah. are like it's like like stocks, bro. Going to that, like it's like yeah, you're yeah. investing in something that can give you a reward, later, reward on. later on. And most yeah. our relationships, bro. Even just recently, what happened with us is like if I didn't work with you and then get where I am, then yeah. it's like I won't be able to say I got someone that does this and yeah. 100%. So success is half of a social ladder. Yeah, half of it is yeah. you working towards yourself. Yeah, you have to build relationships around you to give opportunities. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I believe in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that is basically the whole world, and the whole world is. Um, <laughs> was one quote the whole world is a, is a, is a pyramid scheme in it like the whole the whole world okay. is basically relationships in it if mm. there weren't interpersonal relationships the world wouldn't be the way it is like mm. money is only valuable or current i shouldn't say money but fiat currency is only valuable because we all believe that it's valuable it's not really backed by anything you could say it's backed by the government but yeah yeah then again what is the government about just a bunch of people in it yeah. relating with each yeah, other so literally. yeah relations are very important relations are very very important and um so basically going back to school so when you left and went to college and then uni yeah talk me through that process a little All bit right, yeah so when i yeah it was, it was, it was, it was mad so when i went to sit form as oh, you so stayed in sixth form yeah in school. so so in school yeah so i, I went to sit form first year levels yeah a levels first year i failed so I had to reset the year. What were you doing that you was not Bro, focused on education? crazy, man. I was just bunning and hopefully my mom don't watch this in there, but or listen to this. But yeah, mm. I was literally just 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 bunning and 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 things. That was basically it. Yeah, happens, man. At that point, because that's because because I went through a lot of things. Quite, I was I was living the uni life before going to uni. Oh, serious? Yeah. Bro. So because my parents used to work. Okay. During the day. And my brother was at uni, so basically I had a free up, like free house to myself majority oh, wow. of the time in it. Yeah. So my parents would come back like what eight, sometimes nine, mm. and I finished sit form. Let's say some days I even finished mad. Some days I finished like two thirty. Right. Yeah, so because I went to um, it's called um Haven Sit Form College. Mm. So with that, the teachers basically don't force you to go to lesson. So you turn up when you want to turn up. If you don't yeah. turn up, fair enough, don't turn up. No one cares. And then you get to obviously wear normal clothes in it. So mm. you don't have to wear no uniform. And then that was basically it. So you can basically 
once you go to that school, you can basically do whatever you want. If you want to go to lessons, no teacher's going to call your parents up and say, oh yeah, Max didn't come yeah, to lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? No, you just do whatever you want to do. So I had hella freedom and that's what I chose to do my, like do with my free time and it just talk to girls and then obviously just chill with them and them. Mm. So with that, that didn't work out too well. So I, f- I flopped, I had to reset. It's mad how you was mad focused on like GCSEs and then A-levels are just... I was only focused, because GCSE only, you meant like probably like the last year that's when that's when you get focused in it because man, as i said it wasn't really about like a levels are different but a, a level they say a level is harder than they do than yeah. the uni yeah, yeah, yeah. because a levels is two years where you've got to actually like change and learn it's a big jump from gcse yeah, yeah it's a bigger yeah. jump Massive. than from uni because mm. in the first year of uni you just basically cover what you did in a levels mm. so it's not really a big jump but in gcse's to a levels is completely different like nothing in your GCSE applies like you're learning just new ball game and obviously because I've been given more freedom from having to raise my hand to go to the toilet to the teacher not even caring whether you're in lesson or not yeah, completely different and yeah, I had a freedom yeah. obviously I had a free yard basically most of the time so I didn't really like back then you don't really need like money or whip to to that, get e- time, even yeah. now you don't need that that yeah. to get things in it but Back then, it was literally just straight. Like, everyone was on, on the same level, yeah. essentially. And what did you do in the A-levels? Um, so, the first year, shit, if I can even remember, I was doing I did chemistry, biology, um, geology, and psycholo- yeah, psychology. And then, obviously, that's when you gravitated towards psychology and psychology, went to uni. Yeah, straight yeah. Straight after, or did you take a gap year? No, so, so I had to reset a year. So, then I, went, I went back. Okay. So, after Haven, that was the first year I did it. And then, I went back. Um, to my old 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 sit form, and then I did two years there. So I did basically three years of of eight because I had to reset a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So w- when I first went there, um, I I changed. I did um chemistry, I did biology, I did sociology instead, and then I did um geography because mm. the way the schedules was, I, I couldn't do um psychology, just the way the whole the whole schedule was. But even before how I got into psychology was my aunt, um, from Ghana. She did psychology, so then she used to come to London. She used to go uni in London. And she used oh, to visit okay. us. And then the first book that she ever dropped off was um The Fiftieth Law by Robert Greene and Fifty Cent. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. okay. so I didn't obviously I didn't back I was just I was like, um I started reading mad early as well, innit? But I used to read um like storybooks. I used to read like Hunger Games, Percy Jackson. Okay. Um that's what I used to read like back back then. Um there was another one I think they made a TV show about it. it's like all the books I used to read now they're making music and TV shows about but and I switched over to more like self help after the f- that's that was the first self help book I read, The Fiftieth Law. And how old did you then? Uh, I'll say probably like fifteen, but I, I I didn't really take it in. If that makes sense, yeah, it was yeah because like the habit my dad set was you got to read an hour because we we didn't have no play like no PlayStation no games in it, so all you could do oh. at home yeah yeah you know he wouldn't buy it you know, none of what, that. as a kid or not as, as a teenager a, as a kid as a teenager none of that yeah oh. yeah because as a kid because I didn't have it. I just never, but as a teen, I just I was never a gamer. Like even till now, I'm not really a gamer okay. because it wasn't programmed to me as a kid. People say like successful is either genetic or is like upbringing, and just hearing the story of like how books have been a thing that even goes into how you read today. Because like yeah, my story is completely different, bro. Like man's got dyslexia, so it was hard for me to read. And like, bruv, when I started working in schools, bruv, that is yeah. what really got me back into reading. Like. Because I used to have a phobia of reading, bruv. I buy a book here and I'm mm. try and read it. And then, because I, I didn't understand the word, and I was like, my big age, I was like, I beat myself up. Yeah. But yeah. then, when I got, this is a mad story, and I told this before, bruv. When I got to um, 
a school and a primary school and this boy was like same he was like 10 11 mm. couldn't read it was me i used to get bullied for not reading properly bro they used to read and i used to stutter and all this shit. Yeah. and yeah like he went for the same thing like he stopped reading because of the bullying right so i said to him bro we're gonna read outside the class every day so we used to read and then i used to like get him to push the words he didn't know and like yeah. until he just like you know pushed himself to get the words of skipping the word because i used to do so eventually, bro, long story short, bro, he like got confident with reading, he got in the class, and then when the teacher said, look, someone's going to read, I said, look, he's going to read. He was shook. I was like, look, just read it, yeah? And he read well. Yeah. And that's because I pushed him and made him read, and one of the um, one of his students was like, oh my God, you can read now, you know? And it was just <laughs> it was just a happy moment for me, because like, you know, when I was oh, young, that's sick, man, that's sick. man couldn't read well, bro. Yeah. You get me? And then I used to be bad, spe- still I'm some terrible speller. Yeah. Bad speller, bad handwriter. And then my mum got me a book like when I was like 15 about Michael, Michael, uh, Michael Jordan because I love basketball. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I couldn't read. But my mum, again, working mum, didn't really like sit down and say, raw like, you know what I mean? Like, let me sit down with you and read. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? As a teenager, it was very hard, bro. Like, is it, if it wasn't for business and entrepreneurship, meaning like, I had like something I was interested in, yeah. I wouldn't have pushed myself to like read all these books, bro. Like, no, 100%. I used, to hate, I used to hate reading, bro. I was yeah, bad yeah. at it. So I used yeah. to like reject it. Like, you know what I mean? But when I started getting books, it was like, Oh eight oh nine. Mm. Even then, like I wasn't finishing them, bruv. I was yeah, like yeah. reading a bit, like struggling with certain words. But now I push myself way more like, than I ever did because I can see like the light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, if I want to read big data and I struggle with the words, like yeah. I need data for my business, right? Yeah. So I need to push myself to learn it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like hundred percent. Now that what I think what your dad gave you and what your auntie gave you that the books is like a theme where they're reading and words and just understanding. Yeah. So were you taking Definitely. things from the book? Like, did you pick up? Not, not, not loss? really. Yeah. So that that was like the first book that I read that had nothing to do with like a made up story. Because okay. what I used to read before, as I said, like yeah. like Percy Jackson, Hunger Games, you yeah, probably yeah, heard yeah. of movies and that. It's just all like, um, just all like fictional, isn't it? So it's just made made up stories. And then that was the first book I read where obviously it was about Fifty Cent as well. So I knew him through music, mm. and then just the way like the, the author was, just just the whole way it was written. Because back then I didn't know what 40 laws of power was. Mm. So the 50th law, it's sort of I was like, wait, what's? The, but it opened my mind to um, different things in it in terms of what what a book can actually be. So before then it was either like a textbook or a storybook. Mm. It was never like a book about self improvement and improving yourself. But I didn't, and that's back then I didn't really take it in. Yeah, because there's two books. There's 48 laws and the 50th law. Yeah, and the so, 48th law specifically was big in the hip hop community because of 50. Yeah, I think for me I'm just big on 50 because he's literally. Like an entrepreneur, his new book is sick. Um, get rich. Um, what's it called? Hustle harder, hustle, hustle smarter. Yeah, like yeah. proper sick. He goes into like the deals that he made and like yeah. how he was like you know when he got shot. How like the biggest thing is like he confronted fear the day after he got shot. Like mm. most people would move from their house or like not go out the next day. Yeah, he confronted fear early, and that's one of the things that I respect. And obviously with the different deals he'd done, like yeah. with the vitamin water and all of this stuff. I just rate 50 as like a 100%. business he, man. Like. He's still going, man. I saw, you saw him Afro Nation, innit? Bro, I see him Afro Nation. He's still using, going. Using, 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 um, wireless. Wow, he's still going. He's still performing, man. 50, this is man. crazy, 50 man. is like, I, yeah, respect, yeah. I, was in, I was in school when Get Rich or Die Train came out. Okay. And everybody was talking about Ja Rule, Ja Rule. And then 50 just came out and it was like, he was wham, you know. Obviously, yeah. we had LL, but that was like later on. But someone like that was wham in hip hop, we haven't really seen that. Like, yeah. I mean, and obviously he didn't have the record label whatever, but 50s are done still. Like, I respect him still. And that yeah, book, 100%. it was a joint, because he talks about in the Hustle Harder, how he, he connected with Robert, Robert Green. Robert Green. Yeah. And he's from the ends. And he was like, oh, I'm from the streets. I'm, 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 I'm just this book guy. But then he went together and made the 50th law. Yeah. And which is sick. So did yeah. you, so you still didn't read it then? You just saw no, it? No, no, no. So I, I read it. But then I didn't really take it in. Mm. 
had to read every day, and it like he built that habit from early. Every day, yeah, man. Oh, Obviously, the, there were some days me and my brother used to go to the library and not read, and we just used to like play football. But yeah. it was the okay. He oh he will come home. Oh, so did you read today, or did you do hour today? Like yeah, it was either read or watch TV. That was the only thing in it. And back then there was no Netflix, so yeah. after Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and Jetix wow. don't show wow. your TV program yeah, like, yeah. the shows you actually want to watch. You gotta wait till like specifically like five thirty or whatever to watch Galactic yeah, Football yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once that's over, then you're like, okay, like what do I do now? Is either I go outside play football, cool, it's dark, come back home, or I got reason I gotta read an hour a day, or I can't play no games, or I draw, or I write a book, or I just write, I just do something in it with my time. So it's I did good that, that he instilled that in you though. Yeah, from young. But then it's the way he did it wasn't. It was militant. Yeah, man, bro. Like, like, he used to beat me up just yeah, to read. I can it. imagine. Yeah, like man. Michael Jackson style. When I, when, I, when, I, when I used to get words wrong, like yeah, he yeah. hit me. Like, then it's all long. But obviously, I'm still grateful. Like he 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 gave me that habit because like what only like one percent of of like the world reads an hour a day or something like that. So what? He wasn't reading books though. Nope. Never saw so him read a single. Did you book. ever ask him the importance of reading books? Nah, just, because what he like he's more like an African. African dad and is do as I say not as I do yeah so yeah. it's just but that's our whole point of like you know anyway me I'm just speaking because I'm a youth mentor it's yeah. like if I'm like 35 and I know that rah you know what I got all this knowledge now I can't go back in time and change my life what I can do is give it to a 30 year old or 25 year old and say bro yeah. like when I got to your age I wish I knew and it comes from that place isn't it like I wish yeah, I knew yeah. I wish I did and they're doing it on the basis of that 100, 100. not on the basis of yeah like you know you know you don't copy what I do and all that stuff because the mm. time's gone now they're not going to do it but they say no, look man. sometimes it's the weirdest thing yeah like I can get advice from like people that are doing better than me and people that aren't doing things and they're telling me if that makes sense yeah, so yeah. I've got a friend who's not active but he's the first one he said to me bruv read a book on the train because you write you get the train to work back that's two hours a day two hours times five to ten hours and yeah. he never read a book in his life but I never looked at him and thought, but you don't read. <laughs> like, but I looked at his like maybe he wants he sees me like as as a passionate driven guy and he goes, Well, yeah. if I give this guy this nugget about reading, yeah. maybe he might apply it better than me. And maybe yeah. it came from that. So when, I thank my friend Big Up Ambo, because he said mm. that to me and I applied that to just traveling, bruv. And I said, yeah. Look, that's ten hours a week, five days a week, Literally, that's forty man. hours a month. Literally. You can finish your book on forty like you can consume you your can, time you on can. the so but he didn't come it didn't come from a person that you know, sometimes I feel like information can just come from anybody, bruv. Yeah. It doesn't need to come from someone that's achieved something. That's, that's what I believe anyway. Okay. Because sometimes it comes from a place of, like, uh, like I said, I wish I was like you, or I wish I had this attribute. Yeah. If I give you this, you're going to do better yeah. with it than yeah. me. Does that yeah. make sense? Well, so, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But obviously, I think we spoke about this earlier, and it's about how, how receptive people are to that information. So it's like, if you've got something that I want in terms of what, if you're living a lifestyle that I want to to, to live and you tell me something, I'm more likely to sort of take it in than if you're just saying it mm. and then I'm just hearing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, because not everyone, I feel like it's, it's rare to meet people that are actually on this journey in terms of self-improvement. Like, not a lot of people care about self-improvement, but that's just the way the programming is. That's the way the world is. And if the world wasn't that way, it just wouldn't be how it is it right is now. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's why there's so few people that quote-unquote make it or have financial freedom or are happy and, and are healthy. Because it's, it's all it's not it's not just about the money, in it Aspect of making loads of money. It's like of course, yeah, balance yeah, yeah. of your whole life. And that's what self-improvement is. Exactly, it's like, exactly. 
I feel like it it, com- it, it can come from lack or it can come from ab- abundance, but usually it comes from lacking. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm, I'm lacking something, whether it's money or the relationship or, mm. or the health, and then working on myself in order to achieve that. I think what Jimron says, um, you attract success by working on yourself. Like yeah. your 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 level of income yeah, can't yeah, succeed. Yeah, like your, your your level of self improvement because you don't pursue money. I'm like big on, I, I want to jump on yourself, this bro, self improvement. No, I'm big on this because I'm big on self improvement and personal development. And especially my family, Kevin, listen to this. Especially my family members, man. They always say to me, Jerome, and you're always preaching and saying all these things. Like, but where are you? Like, you know, in this. Yeah, but I look at it like I just said to you. Like, you got to work on your mind and yourself more yeah. before you get the, the materialistic things because these things can just take and get taken away from you in a day. Yeah, hundred percent. Right? So it's about. And having that belief that you can just build it all back. You have that belief and that strength in you that, yeah, if, it, if things get taken away from you, I can actually build from zero and go straight to the hundred. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. Like, yeah, like I always work on myself and I, and I like it and I enjoy it. And that's life. Like one form of my happiness is progression. 100%. I feel like that's a... Because like... Any, someone, any healthy person. Because someone asked me like the other day, like he was like a depressed guy and he was just like... It's hard, man. And I was like, no, it's not. You're just telling yourself that. And he's like, yeah. I was like, I ask questions. I'm inquisitive, right? I'm just mm. like, why is it hard? And he paused and he was like, the hardest thing about life is accepting who you are or where you are in life. Mm. But then I said, you make that choice, bruv. Mm. Life's about choices. 100%. And you could choose to be depressed seven days a week or you could choose to just move in spite of that. And, you know, and people would say, oh, yeah, well, you're not addressing the issue. But I feel like if you don't do anything, you're focusing on the issue a bit too much and then you can start overthinking and going down the rabbit hole yeah. of depression that's that's what I see it as anyway because you can trigger yourself yeah you know what I mean and just not focusing on you know what's I always think like if you focus on something as what's the benefit of it like I've got a friend who's always like moaning like oh I'm not where I want to be oh, not, but he hasn't done anything yeah you can do that for a whole 365 and do that for another year another year someone told oh. me he complained about his job for 15 years before he <laughs> left I said bro 15 I don't need that long Fam, 15 crazy, years before man. you left it's crazy what so but even that thing that but you were saying like about that limiting like there's no limits like that yeah. is a great mentality bro like, yeah. because if you believe that yeah it's gonna be hard it's gonna be difficult but it's not impossible nah. but a lot of people might think that so they don't want to go and just leave their job with no job plans or they won't yeah. do certain things or just believing in the universe or just like you said about believing in things and faith yeah, people need to have a bit of faith and in, in themselves more than anything, bro. No, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. That's and and a lot of some people, not a lot of people, but some people hate hate when I say that's just the way like human beings are. That's the way human nature is, isn't it? So in my, because I I would come to people, not I would come to people. I would give information to people that come to me. So before, when I first started learning about all these things, <laughs> I would tell the people closest to me, of course, yeah. and then they'll sort of take it in, but then they will never really do anything about it. And to me, I was like, I was so confused. I was like, wait, like, why are you not, why are you not doing anything with this information? Like, I just learned this information. I'm gas. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. motivated to do something. Like, why, why is it not happening for you? Yeah, yeah. And I realised, all right, cool. Like, that's just not, you, you can go through, you, you can, and even Jerome says this as well, like, you can, some people do, some people don't. That, that's all he says. He's like, he spent, he tried to figure out why some people don't or mm. why is this way or, and he's like, you know what, that's just endless because there's so many other things like that come into play. If you go into psychology, they call it um the the default mode network. Okay. So that's just where every every single human being on this planet, they have thoughts inside their head in it. Yeah. And they have involuntary thoughts, which mean which means thoughts that they don't control, they just pop up in their head. Yeah. 
So if you, if, if you talk to like a hardcore Christian, they'll call it the, the demon or the devil talking to you. Mm-hmm. And then if you talk to a psychologist or a psychotherapist, they'll say it's called intrusive thoughts. So every mm-hmm. single human being has this. And obviously, depending on your genetics and, and what you've been exposed to, some people have it more than other people. And that's mm-hmm. what they call depression. Because everyone in depression, they're in depression because their mind, the involuntary thoughts just keep telling them, oh yeah, this is shit, life is shit. But that's yeah. involuntary thoughts. So that's thoughts you can't control. And every single human being has this. So like interesting you can reprogram, which is you can reprogram your mind, which is obviously what Think and Grow Rich talks about. Auto suggestion. You can reprogram your mind to think different things based off what you expose yourself to. 100%. So it's if you're constantly watching TV shows or movies or on social media, there's a narrative that you're exposing yourself to that will give you specific involuntary thoughts. But if you're reading books about entrepreneurs or yeah, yeah. you're watching documentaries about finance or whatever it is that you're interested in then over time your involuntary thoughts will give you quote-unquote positive thoughts mm. so there's like loads of different and, and everyone everyone comes in this world with negative thought involuntary thoughts in it mm. that's just the way it is like that's the whole mm. point of the game and it's like everyone mm. starts off with even though they might look rich or you might think oh yeah their life is good because they're rich and they still like rich people still have their own struggles. Yeah, there's just different different levels. Different, yeah, it's, it's yeah. different level of struggle, but they still have their own struggles. I was gonna so. ask you, like, when you went to uni to yeah. do psychology, did you say you're gonna be a psychologist? I'm gonna do a specific um area in psychology. What oh, was your yeah. what were your plans when you went to uni? Was you gonna get a degree, nah. get a job, or was you so, just doing it because your parents told you? So basically, all right. So yeah, where we left off was um I had to reset my 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 my, my first year sit form. So that second year of sit form, that was the second year for all my other friends in it. So they were going to uni the next year and I was going to do my my, my, my second okay. year the next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be by myself, basically. So within that, um, when I had to reset, it was mad embarrassing, isn't it? Like mad embarrassing. Like all, all my friends, are lit- I know, right, cool, next year all my friends are literally going to go to uni. Yeah. I'm, I'm here resetting. It was like me and my, my other boy. So then that's when I sort of started taking, I started reading more like self-development books. and Oh, that's when it started? Yeah, because I, I was just mad, like disappointed in myself. Like, right, you just wasted yeah, yeah, yeah. all this time, like chasing girls and, and doing whatever. It's like, fam, like what? You're, you're about to reset a whole other year. So then that's when I started getting to like self-development. And then I was reading, um, I was reading my like different books. I also got into like spirituality at that point as well. It was like very, very early, like, um, so I, I got into this guy, you might not know him, called him Ram Das, but it was like mad early, but I didn't know, because I was just investigating like yeah, yeah, yeah. what what religion was, because my, my parents, like you had, we, we had faith, but I never saw my dad go to church. Mm. So my dad was always working and even when he was off, he was like chilling, sleeping in it. Yeah. So he never went to church. Mum went to church, but they were never really heavy on religion. Yeah, yeah. But I still obviously, I was, I was an altar server in it. So I still mm. know, I, like I know the Bible, I understand it, blah, blah, blah. So that I was just reading just random, like loads of just random stuff, psychology books. I was, it wasn't never like I was reading specific books because I had like an aim to do something in it. Yeah, it was yeah, just like yeah. whatever, like once the floodgates were open to me, mm. I started, I read Mastery, I read 48 Laws of Power. This was like okay. early in it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. none of my, like no one that I knew was doing this. So this was just okay, something that I was just doing on the side. And then I was obviously going to sit for them. So then that's when it started sort of, my mind started opening up. And then I just knew, okay, I was I was interested in psychology. My parents said, you have to go uni, so you can't not go uni. I was like, cool, but I'm, I'm not going to do no chemistry, no biology, because mm. I want to go uni and do something that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before 
in sit form i chose geology which is boring it's what about is, rocks bro geology? it's literally rocks but yeah you can get you can get a high paying job if you work for a petroleum company so oil okay yeah so obviously they need to find out where to drill you're the rock guy so you tell them where to drill and then they pay you money mm. that's basically what geology mm. is so okay. that's what i thought was going to make me rich back then so that's why i told you but it was mad yeah, boring yeah, like yeah, i had yeah. no passion for it whatsoever yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was like all right cool let me actually if i'm going to go uni for three years let me actually do something that i'm interested in mm. and then at that time that's when i started making music but that was like mad early it wasn't like anything like my boy used to make music and so i just started making music it wasn't like oh i was mad like yeah. tell it, i knew no i had no musical ability whatsoever i can't play the piano I can't play the guitar. I had no music theory, like none of that. It was just all like yeah, yeah, yeah. on 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 the computer in it. So like yeah. on Logic Pro, FL Studio. So then I was doing that on the side as well. So mm. around that time, I thought, alright, cool. I'm definitely gonna be rich. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So maybe I'm gonna do music because my boy was doing music, and then I had a, in my head I had a vision of we're gonna blow together. So, so was he a rapper? Or what? Yeah, so he was a rapper. So I was like, yeah, cool. We're, we're, we're gonna blow together. So that's that's what I was thinking before going to uni I was like I was when I went to uni obviously I was still interested in psychology because mm. I was reading books in it yeah 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 and then I went uni did psychology um had a mad breakup so in sit form that was my first like long-term girlfriend so before that in my head I thought all right cool I, had, I, I used to have a rotation in it okay so I, I thought in my head all right cool if you get one girl then you won't be distracted by girls anymore but obviously that wasn't the case in it because yeah, yeah. I didn't understand that a relationship is actually like it's working. It's investment. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, going to like another job, essentially. So right, or right. doing another uni course or whatever it is. So then I had a mad breakup, and then that's like that was like the major like turning point for me in terms of it opened my mind and what did you I learn started most from that breakup. Most from that breakup was. Um, female nature and just human nature in general so so what happened you grew apart or like you just oh no it was yeah it was it was yeah it was it was a crazy breakup man it was a crazy breakup so um yeah we're together for like three years and then we just watched on like different levels so to me in my head i don't have like the same beliefs as to how relationships should be as other people in it so some people believe that you should argue in a relationship and if you argue obviously it means that you love each other yeah. all that it's like no I, I don't really believe in any of that in it. so back then obviously that's what i thought I was like yeah cool we're arguing a lot which means obviously yeah you argue you make up you argue you make up or like it's unavoidable to argue i, I don't believe that in it okay. so right like my belief now is okay if you have the same beliefs then you're going the same direction you can have disagreements yeah but then what's the vision in it yeah like yeah, what yeah. where you so it's, it's your vision your values and your lifestyle mm. so first you should be set on the same vision like we're going the same place going the same direction yeah. then we should have the same values so you need to know your own values back then i didn't know my own i didn't know what fucking values were yeah. i didn't know i didn't what can i what can i swear in this i can't yeah you can yeah, you i you know I, I didn't know what values were yeah so i didn't have any values i didn't have any principles i used yeah. to live by those things and i used to live by emotions and whatever what's happening at that moment in time yeah yeah so I didn't know her values. She didn't really know my values. I didn't really have values. And then you're young still as well. Very young. Like, I I didn't know what relationship. I thought I knew what relationship was, yeah, but then yeah. I didn't until I came out of the relationship and I realized, okay, that's female nature. Like mm. I understood that. I got into like I, I believe in masculine and feminine energy in it. Some people don't. So yeah, yeah, of course, of course. it's not like a hard and hard and fast rule that yeah this is it. But 
it's, yeah. it's polarity, isn't it? So yeah. positive and negative, masculine and feminine, um, yin and yang, all that sort of stuff. So a lot of the time, I was in my feminine and she was in a masculine and I was in my masculine yeah. and she was like, so I didn't really understand what was happening. So that basically made me sort of more aware about female nature, relationships in general, human nature, masculine and feminine. And then it also opened my mind to sort of understanding like just different aspects of of life because I had to go through, I was still in uni, still like creating relationships in uni and then obviously still having a relationship because I went to the same uni as a... I also saw quite a bit. It was like, it was a close relationship. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. So yeah. We're, we're together Where for a long time. Where did you go to uni? Uh, Essex. So you know Essex. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you yeah, moved yeah. out of your home. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... How long did you go to uni? Did you three years, yeah. Your degree, you yeah, finished? Yeah, I got my degree. But then I, I had a third year. So so we broke up in like second year. I had a third year. And I was still doing music as well. So I was juggling quite a lot of things. So I had a third year. Um, I did an internship with um, Fuse the Engineer for like two weeks. This was like 2018. And then um, that was that was opened my mind to what the music industry was. Because before, I had like this idea of what the music industry is. I didn't understand that making music and making money from music are two completely different things. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Two completely different things. Like to actually make money, to make an income where you can actually live and survive off just music alone. Yeah. It's a different ball game in it. You need to treat it like a business. But just to make music because you enjoy making music, that's a whole completely different thing. So then I saw how like he, because he was, and then just, I, I can do everything basically. I can make beats. I can engineer. Engineer as well. Okay. Obviously I, I can do Little old, he's a, he's a local as well. A little honorable shout out to West London, yeah, 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 yeah. So he, from even took me, he used to do um, he was talking to Acton, he used to do uh, okay. mentoring Acton, okay. yeah. Sick. So he's like mentor little kids and that, mm. and then just give them free studio time. So after I learned that, I tried to sort of it, it basically said, Look, you either go 100% in music or don't. That was basically what it was, in it. So I tried but to psychology go, wasn't an option, just music, no, as in, yeah, so. I already knew that I wasn't going to get a, like a nine to five in it because I already started reading yeah, like self-improvement and like thick and grow. I already started reading all those things yeah, quite yeah. early. So yeah, before, yeah. even before I went to uni. So with a lot of the books, when you get into like self-help space, obviously I think you said, well, we're going to touch on this later in it, like how entrepreneurship is like the only way sort of thing to make, yeah. like to, to get rich and make a lot of money. So in my head, the nine to five seemed like a bad idea. Although it's like now I understand, oh yeah, like you can still do a nine to five and still get rich. Yeah. As long as your nine to five is your 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 income is scalable. So like sales mm. or coding. Like those mm. are mm. those are like scalable incomes that you can do a nine to five and still get rich in it. So I already knew that I wasn't gonna work like a night. So I didn't even do like no Job you, searching or nothing like that. Nah <laughs> man, nah. So when I came out of uni it was like oh like you're actually out of uni. So I tried to do music. Um, and so it's like, so, I think, oh, you so how far did you get? Was you releasing songs or just making them? Nah, just, just so going to the studio, making beats, um, mm, mm. recording. So my boy, I got quite a few, like from they used to record, they record the Bear songs. They still haven't released it yet. But so we just used to like record, record, record. And obviously we're, we're planning on releasing, but we sort of, I had a different idea in it. So first, I think one, one like first, it was um you had to say what you wanted to be in it because I could do all of it. So it's okay. like what what do you want your main thing to be? So do you want to be a engineer or audio engineer? Do you want to just make beats or do you actually want to be an artist? Mm. So 
I sort of was indecisive about that. I was like, oh, I don't know which one I want to actually go 100% on. Like, so then I chose like more like beats because once you choose beats, then my boy was a artist and okay. we could sort of mm. link up and then release. But then at this time, I'm reading books about the music industry. So I'm understanding what it takes, isn't it? So what books would you specifically read? Um, Do you remember? How to make, uh, no, what was it? Um, oh, it's the one everyone's read. I saw it on your recommended books in your, your last podcast. I forgot the name. Um, Donald Passman, everything you need to know about the music, music business. Industry, yeah, that's yes, it. Everything that you know about, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I read that. Um, that's, that's basically, it was like, cool, you got to get a team. You need a manager, a lawyer, mm. accountant, all of it. And then my boy, and so there's, there's different like strategies in it. Mm. Not saying one is better than the other. So my boy had one strategy and I had another strategy. Okay. So it wasn't really you like. touched on like what the direction would be. Yeah. Okay. So he was more of like a, quality sort of thing and i was more of like a quantity quantity sort of thing as in to get your streams up and to just to release in it and to just get used to the releasing process so obviously releasing getting the artwork putting it on spotify all that mm. sort of stuff get a consistency up and then then you can do music videos because that's what that's kind um, of the same thing. I don't know what you just said. It's like, I can't say with the pod. It's like, you just record loads of, loads of episodes and then you get the video yeah. after. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah because cause, cause music is weird, isn't it? They don't... You get, you, like, in, in certain types of business, if you're making sales and stuff like that, if you're selling products, mm. you get paid, basically, you, you you check your account after the end of a month, how much you've sold this month. But music is not like that. Is you get paid, like, periodically in it you don't get paid every yeah, single yeah, month yeah, with Reuters, you get quarter, yeah quarter and stuff so yeah, yeah so yeah. it's not like you gotta sort of make sure that obviously you're able to live without music and then when you get the music when you get the music piece you always like invest, a, invest so when, money when did you like we're gonna fast forward a little bit so when did you stop music and start so actually 2020 tra trading trading was like lockdown so nah trading trading was 20 when was it 2022 Trading, trading. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I was investing before. before. Okay. Yeah, so I came out of uni 2019 and I was trying to do a music thing. Then 2020 hit and I was like, oh, so it just, everything just Stopped. stopped. Yeah, because obviously yeah, you couldn't yeah. go to a studio. Yeah. I couldn't really make music at home in terms of beats. And I thought to myself, and I started researching more, like me and my boy didn't really have the same sort of strategy. So I was like, cool, if I'm going to make beats, then is I have to make beats 24-7. And then it's, it's harder to sort of make money off making beats in it mm. because i enjoy making music but to make money from it you gotta it's like a you can't do anything else like it's it's, it's how many beats that you yeah. you, you produce in it yeah. so, so it's based off work rate it's like physical Literally. obviously some, some like a beat can make to take you five minutes in it but it's mm. based on that that type, type of thing and even then you might send it out to an artist they might not use it and even if they use it they might use it on like next year's or two years yeah they might not release it they might not release it it's it's mad and you need to manage like it's it's mad you all actually have work rate for that like you've got to be Definitely. like it's, it's like being like an like an athlete in it or yeah yeah like, like besides being a, being a footballer basically you've got it's, have... it's tough because again i come from that background myself and i feel like music and acting is the hardest professions to actually break into 
Yeah. There's millions of people that do music worldwide. There's yeah. always someone you can meet that says, well, I've got a cousin, a brother, a friend that that's pursuing music, music yeah. like, especially black people. Like, so, yeah, it's tough. And if you can't yeah. like diversify in terms of like, again, I'm going to put my music in a video or a podcast or a film or, you know, me, I branched out into theatre, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love theatre, sound for theatre and film. That's what I've done at uni. So like, I had to branch out of music because at the time you were making money off music. Like, unless you're an artist going out doing shows, as a guy behind the scenes, you're relying on the artist. So right, 100%, it was very hard. Unless 100%. you obviously, if you wanted to make records yourself, you can. But again, yeah. that's the work you just yeah, said. Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> with that, I knew it's going to be like a, a five-year grind. like, And it's, a, it's like an everyday sort of grind where you don't really, like, it's, yeah. yeah it's, it's not, you don't, you, don't, you don't get time freedom. Music is 24-7. You don't, you don't get time freedom. You might get location freedom and you sort of might get financial freedom, but time freedom you don't really get time freedom in it until you actually make it but then 2020 came and obviously everything was shut down and no artists could perform mm, mm. so that got me thinking wait hold on a minute if because streams you don't really make a lot of money from streams and you make most of your bulk of the money from like touring and shows yeah, so even yeah. as a producer you make shit money because as a producer can't tour Unless you start DJing, then you can talk and you get your brand out there. Mm. But most produ- producers don't get their brand out there, innit? So I thought to myself, all right, cool. You got to learn how to make money online because this is when I started working. Um, I started doing security and nights. So I, I, I did night security and I was working in um, this place called uh, Rider Court. So there was a asset manager, like, like a hedge fund on the bottom floor. Mm. And then there was a... Um, what is it? It's called um they they even on the US stock market. It's, it's called um Corn Ferry. Uh, okay. They were they um what do they do? They like um I think they're like headhunters. So they try and um build like leadership teams and like they try help co- their consultants. That's it. Mm-hmm. The consultants. So like they they do deal with recruitment and then headhunters and then they try like help top companies actually mm-hmm. perform in it. So I I was working nights. So this was COVID. Like family was crazy, man. Like, so you would trade at night. So no, as in I would just go into work. So I, I got into it based off um based off investing. So my, my boy, one of my, okay. my boy, one guy that I went secondary with, he wrote a book called Investing During COVID. And then one of my one of my Sick. other guys told me, go like read read his book. So before now I knew nothing obviously about finance, economics, none of that. So I read the book and it was making sense. So it just taught you the basics of what investing is, what stocks are. And that's um, kind of where you, where you started. Yeah, and then he gave recommendations. So he said, um, okay. after after he wrote the book, um, he said, all right, these are like all the books that I got my um, ideas from. So he was The Intelligent mm. Investor, Snowball by Warren Buffett, and Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. Mm. So I read Money Master the Game, and then I read Snowball. I didn't really read The Intelligent Investor because when I was reading Money Master the Game, like luckily I just started going online and researching, and I came across... Um, Earn your leisure, so this was when Earn your leisure were blowing up as well. Yeah, 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 so yeah, they yeah. they had so, a few. Um, they had a Wall Street trapper, yeah. and they had um, this other guy called a master investor, Ian Dunlop, mm. and those were like the two like stocks and like trading sort of mm. interviews. Like and, that, that, that was twenty twenty. That was on YouTube. Yeah. So then I listened to those, and then I was like, oh. Sh-. Then they started um literally in twenty twenty March twenty twenty when COVID hit. They started doing a show called Market Mondays. So every single Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously Troy Rashad and um Ian will come and they'll talk about the markets. So I used to listen to that show. And that's when I got a lot of like my beginning ideas. Obviously, after I read the book and after the guy was saying exactly what was in the book, 
and he even rec- read it recommended Money Master the game as well. And I already okay. read that book and I was okay. like, all right, cool. Like things are like synchronicity. What were you it? looking for in the books? How to start strategies or like So I was in so I was just interested in it. So usually like with me is when I find like I know a bit about a lot. So I don't just read about like one particular topic. Mm. So I used to read just anything I'm interested in. So when I was reading psychology, anything that interested me, I'll read about it. So if it's Buddhism and just start, like look interesting, I'll yeah, read Buddhism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it takes me to, I don't know, like... Um, you have that inquisitive mindset. That's yeah. what I would say. Inquisitive, you always want to learn. Yeah. So, so I wanted to touch on a few things because, um, you know, whatever you're working towards, whether you're trying to be an athlete, a successful business person, a successful trader, you need patience. So... For me, anyway, nothing happens overnight. You have to kind of no, develop, all, man. like, yeah, just have a thick skin and kind of like understand that what you're building actually takes time. Like, you know, when they try and sell get rich quick schemes, I don't believe in that. You need to get rich slow. It takes time. Uh, you have to go through a lot of hurdles and obstacles. Yeah. So, uh, one of the quotes that I'm gonna actually copy um, that I heard the other day was, "The outcomes of your efforts and decisions may not happen immediately," and what this goes back to me is when I was looking at the a virtual assistant and the voice assistant yeah. technology, it started when Steve Jobs died. That's in what Siri was 2011. Chat GBT just came and it's fast tracked because of what's happened previously. So what I'm saying is that, you know, you could build a company, even Apple itself. We use Apples now in the 20, whenever it is 23, but Apple was a company in the eighties. Yeah. IBM was the biggest company. Yeah. Um, and that took years to even become established until 2012, 11, where it became, okay, iPhones every day, Macs every day, you know, and how Steve Jobs kind of like made technology in our homes every day. Yeah. But it's something that he built in the eighties, before I was even born. Yeah. Steve Jobs had Apple. Crazy. So man. anything you're building, you need patience and you need to be like patient for a long time. So do you have any yeah, like tips for like how you become patient or how you develop patience? So basically, there's instant gratification and then there's delayed gratification. So mm-hmm. one tip is obviously rather than watching a movie or a TV show or a video on YouTube, you read a book. Mm-hmm. It just teaches you how to sit down without any distractions and then read something for a long time. Mm-hmm. And at the end, obviously, you finish the book. So that's like the reward is a deferred gratification. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's, it's, it's a mindset and it's a skill that you sort of have to cultivate. You don't just wake up being patient. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. But naturally, our brains, our mind doesn't process information like that, naturally. So naturally, we're just... Impatient. Yeah. Because that's why social media does so well, because of instant gratification. So it's like Mark Zuckerberg, he studied psychology in uni. So okay. yeah, so like he... I don't know if it was in uni, but I know he definitely studied psychology. Okay. So... Okay. Once you understand how the human mind works, you can use certain tactics to increase income because the way social media platforms make money is from ads. Yeah. And the only way that they can sell ads is based off eyeballs. And the only way to do that is keep as many eyeballs on the app as possible. So their tactic is to keep you on your phone as long as possible. That's basically what they need to do in it. So no matter what they need to do is to keep you on your phone as long as possible. And that's... They, um, Instagram application so that's like dopamine mm. so anytime you're on Instagram it's just alright cool scrolling 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 then you just get addicted to that dopamine rather than saying okay if I read a book reading a book it can be boring if <laughs> especially you might be reading a book and then it'll yeah. get to certain parts but, where it's like, yeah. like oh my god, this is so boring yeah. Yeah, yeah but then to persevere through that it's like okay I've persevered through that and it's like 
going to the gym or starting anything basically starting anything where you can see like physical changes and i'll say gym is like the most like not like noticeable is going to the gym you don't just go to the gym one day and then you get muscles in it it's like all right cool after after six months then then you like you start to see all right cool i'm getting hench if you go consistently so it's about patience but patience with consistency because it's not just about waiting and saying oh yeah god's timing but you're not doing the work it's like all right cool fair enough exactly yeah it's, it's gotta be a balance and it's gotta be all right god's timing but every day i'm consistent. I'll definitely jump on like you know having a good mindset is great and having like yeah, ambition is amazing but execution is everything man that, that's yeah. just like if you want to put anything out there man let's like you have to be working towards something um and yeah just understand you know what you're trying to do because you know no one unless they won the lottery has been successful overnight yeah even if even if someone's handed them inheritance money or gave them a business that person still has to work for at least 10 five years yeah to get to that and it's more close to 10 years than five to yeah. be fair so right. it takes like time yeah so i'm gonna ask you a question so if i was to give you a meal right now or a penny doubled in the next 30 days which one would you choose which one would i choose honestly yeah um the million but a penny doubled in the next 30 days is five million Oh yeah, sorry. Five point three million. No, as in you don't. Yeah. As in, I didn't really get the question. My bad. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a penny doubled mm. for the next thirty days, or a million okay, right sorry. this second. Okay. Right this second, I'm gonna give you a million. Right. Okay. Now nah, the the penny thing, because you're gonna get more like later. Of course, but then most people choose a million. Yeah. Right away, so that just shows you that our break, like we we can't. It's called. It's, it's the compound effect in it yeah it's like yeah, i know that yeah exponential yeah. like our brain can't really think in terms of exponential or can't really think in terms of like um long term because that's just not the way our brain is just set and up. people are like have like scarcity mindsets and, and fear as well yeah that will um, go into that yeah yeah so to be patient is like you actually have to work you have to co- yeah, constantly remind yourself. Oh, like okay, like if I it takes it takes ninety days for a seed to grow. Mm. So obviously, I'm gonna have to wait. But back in the day, we were more in tune with it because when I say back in the day, I mean when we were like on farms and shit. Yeah. When we we're growing food for ourselves, we're more in tune with it because we understood. All right, cool. We got a plant now and harvest later. But now, because we get everything, you can get next day delivery tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You know, all all the shows you want, you can find it on. If if it's not on Netflix, then it's on Disney Plus. If it's not on Disney Plus, then it's even on like Prime. even going into music, YouTube, like, you can just hear a music video. Every, I remember waiting to hear hip hop music. Like you know, when you got the you know channels and they're playing do like MTV was yeah. heavy on rock, bro. You had to wait to hear all of that to hear Snoop Dogg's song, and then they only come on for three minutes, but then you want to hear it again. Um, I mean, same with the radio. You know what I mean? Now we got yeah. control. Now more than ever, like what we listen to, what we do. Yeah. But again, I think the, the issue, there's no balance. There's no restriction. There's no, and like you said, people are getting instant, I mean, instant hits. Yeah. I think Simon Sinek has an old video. It's not even on YouTube anymore. It's so sick and it shows you about the dangers of social media and cell phones. Yeah. And how there's no age limit. But there's an age limit for like other addictions like sex and um drugs and alcohol and, and cigarettes but with phones and that there isn't really one yeah and it's hard for the kids because they're born into this so i can actually live without this right because i've had it oh, for half yeah. my life but kids are born into this so all they know is the phone and sitting on your phone but yeah. one of the things that you can do is just put the phone down and just be in nature and be out and just 
get your head out of that because that can be a really serious harm and effect on your mental health for yeah. sure. Yeah, because I mean, you can get sucked into it. Because again, if it's giving you something you like, you're gonna go more into that than the the other the other direction. So, yeah. No, definitely. I wanted to talk about the entrepreneurship is like the simple path or the only path to wealth. We kind of touched on it a little bit. I don't genuinely believe that. I think business is there to solve a problem and money is a byproduct. But you need to fall in love with the, the product, fall mm. in love with what you're trying to deliver and uh, believe in what you're, you're saying and selling and whatever your product or your service is, you should be more passionate about that than making money. Money is part of it. Yeah. But most entrepreneurs fail in the first three years. There's not no doom and gloom. It's just statistics. And most people, you know, give up on that idea before they've even actually hit the ground running. That means they've actually made cash flow. They've actually, you know, entrepreneurship really is a struggle. Let's be honest. A lot of entrepreneurs are broke because they're putting a lot of their money into their business. Yeah. Um, like any investment, you get returns. Sometimes you don't. And it's not the only way you're going to get rich. You can be an investor like Max. You can get into property that can give you passive income. But for me personally, if you don't systemize your business, yeah. that's when it becomes a problem. If you can't remove yourself from it and it can't run without you and you can't put systems and automation in place to make it scalable, you, you will be, you'll be more on a slave to your own business that you love yeah. so much than a job that you hate. Yeah. And 100%. so what, what's your ideas on um, you know, entrepreneur? Because I know a lot of people turn to entrepreneurs overnight, especially during COVID, they realize that yeah. your job don't really care about you. Yeah. And I want to create something that, I'm on that, you know, that I own and I can give to somebody and that's something that I can build myself and I feel more proud yeah. about. I feel more, I don't necessarily work well in a job. Mm. I work, I have to be working at this present moment because of my situation financially. Yeah. As soon as it changes, I would obviously make that shift. Yeah, but I don't work well with people telling me what to do. It doesn't sit right with my spirit, you know? So <laughs> I would never be like, you know, on the wall when they say, oh, employee of the, I would yeah. never be there, like, because I don't like it, you know? When so, someone yeah. tells me what to do, I do it begrudgingly, you know? So, my thing is like, I don't want to work for them for the rest of my life. I don't mind doing it now, but mm. I know that I thrive better when I have ideas, when I execute, when I do things that I've created. Mm. I just feel better as myself rather than just being told what to do. It's like a coffee machine. You just press, okay, yeah. latte and it just comes out. Like, you know, so I want to make sure I have more control of my destiny and the way I can yeah. do it. Whether that's building wealth, um, making 10 million or whether I make less money, I'm just happy doing that. And if I die the next day, I'll be more happy I'm a eulogy. They said that Jerome had a business and mm. I, I was a good employee. Yeah. So what's your, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, entrepreneurship is not for everyone in it. That's why I think personally. And as I, I know I say there's a lot in it, but it's just the, it's, it's the way we've been programmed, like through school, we've been programmed to follow rules in it. Mm. That's basically what it is. So you're, you're given a set of rules, you're meant to follow the rules, you're not meant to break the rules. If you break the rules, you're in trouble. And then if that's how you program a kid, when they grow up into an adult, that's just the the program that they're going to be on. So like a job gives you a process and then you just execute that process mm. and you're it's a false it's a, it's a false sense of security because you can get fired at any point or you can lose your job at any point. But obviously you can go through the court system and sue and all that sort of stuff. But then if your employer really wanted to get rid of you, they'll find a way to get rid of you in it. So you get a job, you get paid at the end of the month, and you know that, all right, cool, that's that income coming in as long as I do these specific hours. Where for entrepreneurship, that's not the case. Is cool, I might work for the next five years and get no income coming in. Facts. Or I might work for the next three years and get no income coming in. And a lot of the time is that we see some people that have worked three years and then they've, they've blown up. So then you think, oh, yeah, so then that's like, that's what I need to do, work three years and I'm going to blow up and that's not necessarily the case. Like, depending on your business, 
there's different timeline and all depends on like obviously bottom I'm um, sorry not bottom up top top down approach in terms of like your mindset your identity then it goes to um, your principles and like your values and it goes to what you actually know like in terms of business principles and business disciplines then it goes to the like Sam process, yeah, Sam the yeah, I've literally. rewatched that many times yeah yeah it's really good I like this guy because it's, it's free content even if you don't pay for his like consulting.com yeah free stuff on YouTube is that if you execute you can definitely get definitely. results in a couple months definitely so yeah no definitely so, so you, you got to work on that I feel like yeah. more than like okay Facebook ads yeah like you got to work on your um, business principles 100%. what you think about and again it takes time to develop yeah. so but, that, yeah. that's, and again like, that's not the only way so a lot of people mm. think entrepreneurship is the only way that's not the only way like having a job that scales or having an income that scales that's another way mm. and even having a high paying job and then saving your money and then investing your money there that's another go. way so it all depends on obviously what you think financial freedom is to you because mm. if you think financial freedom is just endless amount of money then you'll never be financially free mm. no matter how much money you make if in your head you think okay financial freedom is passive income or cost of living minus passive income or passive income minus cost of living then that's then you're financially free your, your cost of living might be 30k a year so that means all you need to do is get a passive income stream that covers that or get multiple yeah. passive income stream that, that cover that 30k a year 30K, yeah. and then you're calm but that's not how a lot of people think about it. that's not I know that's not how I used to think about it. I used to think, okay, untold amounts of wealth, like you meant to get rich, you meant to get rich and buy loads of things to yeah, yeah, tell yeah. other people that yeah, look at me, I'm rich. That's yeah, what I used to think it was until you start to go deeper and then start thinking, all right, cool, I don't need all these things. Like what I actually want is freedom in it. Like it's time, man. Buying your time back and be able literally. to Ryan Leslie, I've said this all the time. He has a quote that says, Wealth is be able to make decisions because you own your time. Yeah. And that's what it is. You know, we're trading our time for money, mm-hmm. right? Like, literally, you trade yeah. 40 hours a week to get whatever you said, money a month. Yeah. And anyone working towards anything, they've always said, never give up on your dreams. Mm. Do you think that's good or bad advice? I think it's more like based off context, isn't it? It's contextual. It's like I was yeah. talking about the other time. Yeah. So, yeah. so it, it depends on, on, on where you are. And obviously, it depends on what you're doing, isn't it? So like Thomas Edison took what a thousand tries before he got the light bulb. So when should he have given up? Five hundred, a hundred, like giving what? up isn't even in my mindset. I At all. there's many times where I'm like, okay, I've got to pivot, I've got to change, I have to do something more or do something less. But I never think I'm gonna completely stop because it's not working. Yeah. But someone put a quote out the other day and was like, Oh, telling people to never give up is bad, like because they can go through an endless like cycle of trying to achieve something and not get there and yeah. it's really bad for them. And I'm just like I looked at that and I thought, I need to talk about it because I don't really understand if you want something, you set a goal, it's gonna be hard. You can have eighty percent of obstacles, eighty percent of failures and problems. Yeah. It's part of the process. It's part of life. Life's That's just full learn. of so many different unexpected things that happen and That's like, how you, learn. you have to find a way through and get through it to the end. Literally. And I personally don't believe in giving up. Um, a lot of people might see it as like, you know, I don't know, like one big thing of like, you know, you had 15 people leave their team. How do you start from scratch? Even had the willpower to start from scratch. Yeah. Like, that's like, some people say, okay, that's a point where I've got to give up because, you know, I've tried for a couple of months and it ain't worked, so I'm done. Yeah. But again, how you're wired, I don't, I don't believe in giving up on anything. No. I, I believe in taking breaks though. Like taking a break and say, okay, I need to like reflect and come out of this for like mm. a couple of weeks, couple of months again and come back again. Yeah. But I don't believe in like completely stopping. No. Because the, the issue is, and even something that I've had to work on is is the vision, isn't it? It's, it's like what, having like a clear, specific outcome or 
vision as to what you actually want to achieve with whatever it is that you're doing. Mm. And a lot of the time, you might start a business because you're just got into self-help and then that's what all the self-help people are saying, start a business, start a business. There are a lot of CEOs that are millionaires. Tim Cook, he's a CEO. He never started his own business. Mm. He's a millionaire. Yeah, Yeah. He He might even touch a billion. He might be a billionaire CEO and he never created Apple. He didn't start Apple. He yeah, just worked yeah. in Apple. Just worked in Apple. And he yeah, worked yeah. his way up. Yeah. So he's an employee. He's going to work and he's clocking on. He has to answer to people like me. I'm joking. I, I own Apple in it because I'm a shareholder. Yeah, yeah, shareholder yeah, so he technically yeah, has course. to answer to me in it. But, <laughs> but yeah, he has no. to answer to like, that's his job, isn't it? He's clocking on. People are telling mm. him, you got to do this, you got to do this. Or he's got to explain his decisions to the shareholders. So... Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is not necessarily the only way. And then giving up in terms of you don't know when that big break. It's 50 feet from gold, man. Well, that's the, I think that's the quote. It's 50 feet from gold, you leave. And as soon as you get to that point where you're going to walk away, the gold's right, right under there. there, man. It's yeah. like, but I think you're right. I think that people don't leave your job and start a business. Entrepreneurship is like who, you, how you're wired and how you're made up. Like yeah. It's not about oh, I'm gonna make money and be, you know, it's tough. So if you're really not built for like, you haven't got resilience. If you haven't got like perseverance and what we talk about patience, the goal and the vision is great and the work ethic is great. But I think with the, yeah. fa- the fu- fundamentals of like patience and persistence and being consistent over the period yeah. of time, regardless of what it looks like, how you feel, and what you've gone through, like consistency is, I think, is the key to everything. Yeah. So whatever position you're in, whether you're in a job whether you're, you know, in a, you know, working for yourself. I think the management of finances is one indicator to like, apart from like relationships and who you have around you, is a, is a way you can actually create wealth. And what I mean by that is there's only three things you can do with money. You can spend, you can save, and you can invest. So you talked about having a high paying job. You can save a percentage, invest a percentage. You can invest in a company without starting a company. You can invest in property, you know, and have people to manage the logistics of it and just take a back seat. Um, and you can, you know, taking sacrifices at the starting point of, of stop being a consumer yeah. and start being an investor. Because, you know, you can easily just spend money on like takeouts and all of these things and things important in the moment. And then realize, well, I've just spent, I don't know, 300 pounds this month. Like, I could have saved that by making short term sacrifices. Yeah. And that's what I believe is one of the indicators to invest in. So I want you to talk about investing and obviously we talked about the intelligent investor already by benjamin graham yeah it's a book that warren buffett has read and spoke about yeah and talk everyone about trading like the beginning stages what it is like anyone that's wanting to get into it the pros and cons man okay okay so it's a it's a it's very simple like i can simplify it because i don't want to sort of make it seem like crazy in it but this is a very very simplified version of it so there's investing, some people call it investing, there's, there's trading. So investing is more to do with fundamental analysis. So fundamental analysis is basically you analyzing a company. So if I was to invest in a company, so let's say I own a MacBook and I own mm. an iPhone, I'm going to say, why have I bought these things? Why have I paid this X amount of money to buy these things? Yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to go to the actual company and see, this is a public company. So a public company is a company that gives you all this information. So how much is made, how much is lost, everything. Who the CEO is, who the, who the, who the management team is, everything. So you know everything about them, they're public. So this so is free information that everybody has everyone access to. Everyone has had okay. access to. 
So I'm going to then go and see who's a CEO, what has he done in his life? Like, has he been a CEO of another company? If he's CEO of another company and then the other company failed and now he's with this company, I'm going to question, I'm going to be like, wait, what? I might not trust him to take this company long term because investing is basically, I believe that this company is going to do well in the next however many years. So a lot of investors are long-term investors in it. So they hold with like five to 10 years. So in the next five to 10 years, I believe that Apple is going to do well and therefore its stock price will reflect in that decision. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to see how much company, how much money has that actual company made. Because a lot of companies don't make money. Uber only recently started making money. Oh, wow. So before, were, yeah, 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 before, like I think this year that they started making money or last year, 2022. Mm. So before then, they weren't making money, but they were still getting funded. Just another whole like the financial industry is just crazy, and which another whole ball game in it. So you might say, okay, yeah, I use Uber a lot, so I'm going to invest in them. But then you might go look at their financials; it's called a balance sheet, mm. and then you realize, hold on a minute, like look at their debt, look at their cash flows. Like yeah, yeah. this isn't this isn't making sense. Yeah. Then you might not, you might leave it, and you might go invest in something else. Mm. So that's technically like fundamental analysis. That's what. Warren Buffett does so he goes and he looks at a company and then he says okay yeah who was the CEO how much money are they making what products do they even sell mm. and all the time people don't even know what products like Apple sells they only think Apple iPhone <laughs> and Macbook they got loads man they got loads of products you might look at Amazon people just might look at Amazon and forget AWS AWS is Amazon Web Services okay. and most companies right now use either Amazon Web Services or Google mm. For their for, Google, for, Apple, their, for their cloud, what I know Google, Apple, Amazon is like the main three. Like Microsoft sure is Microsoft. actually yeah. So it's basically Apple, Apple, Microsoft. So do you have, do you have like an index fund? Do you have like a, a bundle of like certain yeah? So that's so that's another that's another way to invest. So the way that I first described is usually called um stock picking. So that's very high risk. So unless you sort of have faith in a company, because money. It's all about emotions. Everything to do with money is about emotions. So can you emotionally stomach investing in one company and sit and rely on that one company? If you can, then yeah, do it. Yeah, and then yeah. see how much money you make. But then if not, it would be better to invest in what we call an index fund. So it's just a basically the top companies put together and then you can invest in them. So usually I just invest in the US in it because the US has got the best economy in the world. Mm -hmm. So if the UK had the best economy in the world, I would invest in the UK. I'll just I just go where the money goes, essentially. And obviously yeah. the US has the best companies in the world. Or yeah, the Fortune five hundred is all mostly American or all American. Mostly. Yeah, mostly. Mostly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. a lot of things that we use, so like I'm wearing Nike trainers right now. I invested in Nike because I looked all right, cool. Nike make makes money. Let me invest in them. Mm. So that's how I, I I started off. So that's pretty much what investing is. So the S&P 500 is basically the best 500 companies in America. They put them mm. into a, an index, a, a group, and you can buy the whole group in it. So that's you betting on the US market to mm. do well. Mm. And there's a return average of like 10% every year. It's the number one economy in the world in America. Yeah. Number two is China. China. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think I think India is coming up. Okay. Yeah, India is coming up. So 
But yeah, I think yeah, US and China are the because even in the, um, what we're doing now, a lot of the customers are Chinese. You probably realize that, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of them are yeah, Chinese. Yeah. So even me, I'm mad observing. I'm like, why are all these? Chi-? There's yeah. a few reasons, right? Some of it is because they had the law where you have to have one child, so the wealth can be like built by like you know one person's easier. Yeah, and having yeah. loads of kids, you know, because that's economy. Actually, statistically, the economy does worse when you have more bigger population. Mm. So China know that, so that's what we, yeah. So we'll see yeah, yeah. a lot of them are Chinese, and China's got a lot of wealth, man. We don't yeah, a lot, look a lot. A we lot. don't really look at it like that. And the mm. war, there was a war mm. between China and America, a trade war, yeah, a couple of years ago, right? I yeah, heard about it. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I've always rated China in like the economy and business as well. Yeah, yeah. China, China's smart. China's smart. They're they're doing their own. Um, but that's, that's even off topic. Like they they're doing. Their, they've got like the whole like. 10 year plan to like take over the world basically yeah. Serious. yeah and it's literally just out there and like you can go on the website and like you can like you can research so yeah, do you like, invest in AI stocks because you know AI is the future no so basically with with investing right it's 90% psychological 5% money management and then 5% your strategy okay so with investing is a lot of people don't have or don't want to learn how to manage their emotions in terms of putting money into a stock and waiting for it to go up because the the, the stock isn't going to go up every single year. Mm. Last year, the stock market was down. So the whole year? Yeah, it finished down like, um, don't quote me on this one, I should know this in it, but don't quote me. I think like 15%, okay. S&P 500 was down 15 or 13%, one of them. Um, but yeah, it was down. So, so last year was a bear market. 2021 was a bull market. Yeah. So if you if you started investing last year, you wouldn't see any return. So can you explain if you want a bull and a bear market is? So a uh, bull market is when stocks or asset prices are going up. And a bear market is when the prices are going down. So essentially, the bull market incites greed. So if it's going up, I'm going to buy because mm. I feel like I'm going to miss out. If I don't get the price now, I'm going to miss out. Because last last month, it was at £5. This month, is at 10 Next month, it's definitely going to be at 15 So I'm going to buy now and it's going to go to 15 And you're right, it goes to 15 And you think, rah, I'm smart, you know, like, this is easy. Like, if I said it's easy, yeah, what? Yeah. Let me buy more. So... And it'll keep going up until it goes down and then you still keep buying more and then you're like, oh shit, it's gone down a lot. I've lost a lot of money because I didn't take any money out. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people don't have a strategy. One, they just buy Literally. and they don't know when they're getting out. So you first, to even invest, like you, you first need to know what am I actually buying and then what price am I getting at and what price am I going to get out at? You need to have those things set and you need to stick to it. So how I got into it was first long-term investing for retirement. So if you want to be financially free, one way, or you have to invest in stocks and you have to get property. So stocks gives you multiple sources of income. So if you invest in a stock that gives a dividend, like Apple gives a dividend and Microsoft give a dividend, a dividend is the company is paying you mm. money to invest in them. Okay, there we go. So that's yeah, they're returns. going to give you money. Yeah, so yeah, plus yeah. the stock yeah. price going up. Up as well, okay. They're going to give you money 
for just investing. But obviously, that depends how much you invest, right? Yeah. So if you invest in like I don't know five grand or ten grand, you get a bigger return if you invest in hundred or five hundred. Yeah. Pounds, right. Yeah. So there is another index fund um, called the Dividend Aristocrats, where it's just a bunch of companies that pay high dividend. So if you put a million in them, you'll be able to spit out. I'll say what probably like sixty k. Okay. But then, but then you're thinking, oh, 60k is not that much. But 60k will cover you for the whole year. You'll be nice. No, you're done. Right. You're, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We'll, we'll cover your your annual salary, man. Yeah. Food, water, gas, electricity. So what, what platforms do you use? Do you use your phone? Do you use your computer? So, and what um software do you use? So I use um. I use uh what's it called um trading two one two for long term yeah. investing. And then I trade with TradeStation, like a US broker. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so I explain like one side of it. So one side of it, that's, that's like the technical, that's how I got introduced, I'm not technical, sorry, not technical, um, fundamental analysis. That's how I got introduced into it. So understanding the company, understanding business, that side of it. And then there's another school of people in the industry that only focus on charts and price. Yeah, there are a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. So the idea of that is, the only thing that matters is the price. Mm. That's it. So you're basically buying it for the price and selling it for the price. So you're, you're making a difference based off the price. That's the only thing that matters. Okay. And with price and human beings, you can see patterns because human beings are emotional and human beings make emotional decisions based off money. Mm. All right. So with the market, whether you're investing or trading, there's only two things you can do. Buy low, sell high. Mm. Buy high, sell low. So buy low, sell high, that's going, we say going long, which means you're buying at a price and you expect the price to go up. And then buying high, selling low means you're shorting, mm. which means you're buying a higher price or you're borrowing stock from someone. And then when a price goes down, you make money from that. So when you're a trader, you can make money either way, whether it's just whether you're in a bull market or whether you're in a bear market. Whether stocks are going up, whether stocks are going down. Yeah. But if you're an investor, usually investors are like long-only investors, which means they only buy companies with the or assets with the intention that the price is going to go up. So when the market is going down, what they're doing is either buying more because the price is cheaper or they're just staying out of the market. Mm. so the example is if I was to let's say sell a house for a hundred pound but then you know that last week it was 50 50k not not 100 pound 100k but you know that last week it was 50k Mm. you're more likely not going to buy the 100k house you would think to yourself wait this is too expensive I'm going to wait until it goes back down Um, yeah 50k then i'll buy on a bargain or maybe not 50k but maybe like 75k or whatever it is then i'll get a bargain so that's what a lot of investors who are long term that's like 10 years ahead mm. that's that's what they're looking at they're thinking to themselves okay the bear market that's what Warren buffett says like when the stocks are going down i'm very happy when the stocks are high i hate it because when the stocks are going down it means i'm getting bargains yeah 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 so if you bought apple last year You'd have been eating right now because Apple's gone up. Gone up from yeah, last year. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Right now we're in a can, I think the problem with the market is you can never really predict it one hundred percent. You always have like predictions, isn't it? But you can't like confirm 
certain things, or can you? No, so it's all based off probability and odds, but then our brains don't naturally process the environment in terms of probability and odds. So that's what technical analysis is. So technical yeah. analysis is, we're going to look at a chart, and a chart is going to give me patterns mm-hmm. based off human behaviour. Yeah. Why are they giving me patterns? Because you can only do two things, and everyone in the world is doing the same two things, just at different times. Okay. That's it. We're all doing exactly the same thing. Buying low, selling high, selling high, buying low. Some people will say, oh, buy high, sell higher, or sell low, sell low. There's loads of strategies. It's, 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 it's essentially yeah. buy at a lower price that you sell or sell at a lower price that you buy. Okay. Everyone is doing that. Okay. And you need to know, so, you need to know maths. No, you don't. You only need to know how to, just basic maths in it, like maths in terms of counting your money, like how to count money in it. That's Once it, you know how to count money, <laughs> then, then you're good. Once you know how to count money, then you're good. And just to, uh, to finalise it all, how are you looking at a chart and can you break down what you're looking at on a chart? So the market on a chart can only move in three states. That's what I call the three states of the market. It's either going up, it's either going down, or it's either going sideways. So sideways is basically like um, a zigzag line sideways. Up is basically like stairs. Down is basically like stairs. So technical analysis, all it does, it gives you probabilities of what could happen next. That's it. It just gives you probabilities. And that's what, it's basically statistics. So if you were to go to uni, you were a mathematician, you would learn statistics and you would learn probabilities and stats. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That you have to learn probabilities yeah. in it because that's how they use formulas and shit to calculate all this shit, yeah. Like the weather. The weather is based on yeah. probabilities. So they use mathematical formulas yeah. to calculate oh, interesting. Okay. the chance of rain. So sometimes they might say it will rain, but it doesn't rain. Or they might say 60% chance of rain or 30% chance of rain and it still rains. Mm. So that's exactly what we do as technic- like technical analysis is we know that everyone's doing the same thing. Mm. So the patterns that are created are consistent every single time the market can only move freeway every single time okay. but the issue is the outcome to those patterns are random yeah. that's what fucks everyone up because you don't know when your trade is going to work or not yeah. but that's like investing in general if you, if you forget technical analysis and you move to like fundamental analysis mm. or you can say um, if you were to want, want to invest in someone's company it's like your boy starting yeah, a company. Yeah, yeah. He said he wanted to invest in this company. You don't know whether that company is going to... You don't know. It's impossible. How do you know? Like your boy might, God forbid, like something might happen in his yeah, life and he might lose motivation. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, like, you know what? I thought this was for me. Like this is not for me. And then the money you've given him, it's gone. It's gone. Because you can't be like, oh yeah, you're paying back my money. No, that, that, that's, an, like, you're, that's an investment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. with that, it's, it's, it's more... It's like you can understand it more, but with this, it's more like um, it's very like etheric because you don't actually have the physical product in your hand in it. Like I don't physically own an Apple certificate. I I, I can get it if I want to and put it in my wall. But do you hear me say like it's I don't physically own that. So that's what puts a lot of people off. Like with property, instead, it's like you can see the building, you can physically own it. But with Apple, I physically bought the products. Like, I'm using an Apple iPhone. You're right using now, a MacBook right, right now. now. So yeah, yeah. the company still, like, exists. Like, I know it still exists. They opened like, a new Apple store in um, Knightsbridge, actually. 
So you can go in the store and be like, all right, cool, yeah, I own like some of this. All this, yeah. yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So that's the the investment side. But with the technical analysis side, is that it's random. So the the outcomes to the trades are random, but the patterns are consistent. They're consistent. Okay. So all you've got to do is learn how to read the pattern and then master your emotions because what happens is if you win five trades in a row you get very excited naturally naturally because yeah, 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 yeah. you think you're on top of the world you think that yeah. you're the master trader you think you're Paul Tudor Jones you think you're Jim Simmons you think you're that guy in it so you're going to obviously bet more money yeah. going to put more money on the line and then that trade the SIF trade you lose money yeah. and then you lose more than you, you actually won in the last five trades mm. so then you're thinking to yourself shit I need to make this back and then you go again and you keep losing 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 yeah. so a lot of the time is mastering your emotions and having a strategy having a strategy and they're, they're like and what what is confusing is that there are a thousand different strategies and they all work. It's too many. They, and they all work. So yeah. it's like... We need, we need to stop there though. All right, we all need right. to do a part two, all I right, think, because cool, we've gone cool, in. You, cool. Thanks for the game and thanks for the yeah, knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And we always leave someone with a lasting quote. Like, you want to say anything based on this conversation, based on this episode, about anything, just leave the listeners with, like, anything. Imagine it's impossible to fail. That's what I would say. Like, imagine... You have absolutely no limits whatsoever. Because every belief that you have is a limit. Not saying that it's bad. Not saying limits are bad. But every belief you have is a limit. So imagine that you actually had no limits and you could do anything. Like, what would you actually do? Yeah, yeah. Like, what would you like to spend your day doing? Where would you like to live? And who would you like to be around? Those are like the three main questions that you have to ask yourself. Them. Thanks for your time, man. No worries, Appreciate man. all the information. Obviously, we talked so much about your story, where you are. Definitely got a bright future, man. So I'm just uh, appreciate you spent all this time with me. But no yeah, worries, we're back man. with another episode. So you know, I always leave everyone with a quote. I feel like he gave more games, and it was it was about him really, because I always do these on my own, or, and it was really good to hear him speak. Um, but yeah, just don't give up. You know, <laughs> we spoke about don't give up. But you know, <laughs> you know, just if you want something, um, like if you want it, I believe there's three Ds: the desire, uh, dedication, and discipline. If you have these three things, yes, I guarantee sir. you, you're gonna get somewhere. So that's what 100%. I would say: just just focus on them three things and master them. They don't take, you know, a, a day, a week. They take years sometimes, and sometimes years. you will fall off a full times, and you have to relapse and come back again. But it's yeah. okay. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just means you reflect and try something different, man. So that's keep it. going. Never give up. It's Jerome. Zaki Sabokos. <laughs>